0: Welcome to What They Never Told Us, the podcast where we explore our own personal journeys in the hopes to give you some insight into your own narrative. I'm your host, Sasha, licensed mental health counselor.
1: And I'm your host, Crystal, licensed social worker. Yes, we are mental health professionals. However, we are not experts on anyone else but ourselves. You are the only expert
0: on you. The information shared or discussed on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Uh, today, we are talking about dun, 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 the holidays. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely can be a bit of a challenging time. I know I've had my own experiences and challenges with this time of the year. But you know how we do. Before we get started, we're going to do a little check-in. So, Sasha, how are you doing?
0: I am feeling a little... Anxious, I guess. Um, I'm tired. I'm so and I get, yo, I don't think I'm the only one who's tired out here. So to everybody else who's fucking tired and they feel like they, you know, how the fuck am I gonna keep going on? Guess what? We've done it before, we're gonna do it again. I'm trying to get in some rest and put myself first and not be so hard on myself. It's getting really hard, but I'm also you know, trying to give myself some grace and credit for what I have done. So that's where I'm at. How about you?
1: Yeah, I just, I'm burned out, like, mm. to the max. The, the thing I've been telling myself is just make it to the end of the year, make it to the end of the year, make it to the end of the year. So I think, like, little things feel extra challenging to get through. I need a lot more rest to recover. Um... And I think that I'm just in a place in my life where drastic, drastic change needs to come we'll still be here um uh, so uh, in case anyone's scared <laughs> about what they just heard <laughs>
0: you're scaring me now <laughs> no, no no no
1: no no um but I'm, I'm i'm trying to say it's personal stuff like crystal stuff because like, okay. i was like but i don't want to say what it is like i'm like we'll talk about it then in the year but then i realized i was like oh these people probably think like this is it for the podcast it's not i'm probably- <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but yeah i think I've, i'm gonna have a lot of uh Big changes coming soon. The other thing I, I do want to say is I got um, some feedback about a recent episode and someone was commenting about how, one, the, epi- the podcast has been really helpful for them. And that they hear a lot of growth um, for me and Sasha as well, but they were um, specifically um, speaking to me um, individually. And I I do want to say that it's something that's come up a lot. So I do want to acknowledge like publicly on the podcast and to Sasha as well that my therapist and other people have noticed that the podcast has even been helpful for me. So I think that the process of being here and in my effort to support all of our listeners, I've also been helped in my own way. So I think like I was, I was trying to reflect and one, I feel like working in partnership with Sasha has been a learning experience for me. And I think I've grown a lot from that through our challenges Um, But two, I think also the podcast in and of itself, uh, like I I started to think about what the process is, like we come up with an idea, we sit down and write notes, then we record, Mm -hmm. then we listen back to the episode. And by the time that you all listen to it, I've processed this information in three very different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that like with every time that I process the information and because it's different every time I think it gets integrated into me and understood by my brain in different ways so you know what like I know that (laughs) we do this you know to get the information out there and help you all but I'm gonna have to say thank you to you all because this is also helping me so thank you
0: (laughs) uh that reminds me of like why we even come into this field like, you know, like a lot of people come become therapists and like in the help and they get into the helping profession because of their own shit. Right. Like they're mm-hmm. ultimately you're you're trying to figure out. And I think I mentioned this in the identity episode of being a therapist. You're trying mm-hmm. to like undo your shit by helping right. other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, So that makes a lot of sense. And I and I I can definitely co-sign what Crystal said. Um, I see growth in different ways, but I it's also funny to me because I have a completely different experience since I'm the one who edits. Mm -hmm. I heard our episode once it was completed and I purposely had to like go on Spotify and and listen to it. I hear it so differently when I'm not editing. I think Mm -hmm. I'm like, my brain just shuts off and I'm like, yo, is that me talking? Uh, So I definitely, (laughs) even though I listen to it like two, three times a week to like put it out there before I edit, I don't take it in, which is wild to me. And then I don't even recognize like, oh shit, Sasha, yo, you be saying some smart shit. Crystal too, obviously, and it, I hear it more on your end, but I, I find that so interesting. But, um, all right, <laughs> let's get started. Well, Crystal actually touched a little bit on it. Yo, you were like, just get through the end of the year, and it's different if like the last two months of the year are like easy peasy, but the fucking reality is, like I said, it now we're starting this roller coaster, right, and we're slowly starting to go up because the holiday season is approaching. Um, Thanksgiving is in a couple of weeks, Christmas, and like everybody's happy. And it's crazy because once this time starts for me, it just feels like the longest stretch of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I've never been one to like the holidays. So maybe I'm only referring to myself, but literally starting from after Halloween until New Year's, it's like the second worst period of time for me. And the first is when we hit that time in like, March, where it feels like the fucking winter is never going to end. I hate that shit. So that's for my New York folk. Uh, but I I know I'm not the only depressive who grew up in a broken home, right? Because these things factor into why I hate the holiday season. Uh, so I'm sure this time of the year is difficult for a lot of people. But I do want to say something very specific before we start the whole holiday blues discussion I don't think that the holidays necessarily make you sad. I think that they trigger your sadness. So I was looking at this interesting article that talked about the myth of suicide rates going up during the holiday season. And to be quite frank, before I researched this, I swore that that was a thing. So mm-hmm. apparently it's a myth. Apparently mm-hmm. the data shows that suicide p- rates peak during the spring and the fall. Um, so I guess that has to do with change.
1: Yeah, I saw, I saw an article that said April to August. And for me, what it made me think of, and this is not necessarily research based, I could be wrong. I feel like when the weather gets warm, and it's sunny outside, and it's like, oh, it's summer, it's spring, like, let's be outside, let's do all these activities. If you feel like you don't have people to do that with, then... Mm you know like it that that was my thought or like that's also another time for me that feels like oh we should be happy we should be making our plans Mm. vacations like proms and things like that 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 was kind of like what came up for for me um yeah uh so that's what that's what I thought but that's not don't quote me on that (laughs) y'all
0: (laughs) that's interesting yeah um i actually saw it as like um well i think it intertwines like just the times where you're you're kind of forced to change and maybe you Mm -hmm. don't have it in you to do it Mm -hmm. right yep so okay just going back to the, the the whole point of suicide not necessarily being a thing during the holidays the article spoke on a specific town where there was a peak in suicides during the holiday and the whole town attributed it the re- attributed the reasons for suicide to the holiday season. But when the researchers actually looked into it, they found that more people were being laid off at this time. Mm, oof. So, so that was so interesting to me because I believe there's such a thing as a holiday blues. But I also think the article was right in the point that they were trying to make, that sometimes we attribute our negative feelings to a specific situation or an external source that may not be affecting us. It's like we're kind of using it as an excuse But I also think that the holiday season is a time where you're reminded of the things that you necessarily don't want to think about. And maybe they're in your face a little more, which is why we get the holiday blues. So you're more you're more likely to carry these feelings with you year round. And now they're getting triggered. I'm not saying that the holiday blues isn't a thing because I believe everybody 1000% because I'm someone who gets them too. And I also think that you have these feelings year round that we kind of need to address regardless of the holidays. So no surprise here. That's why you gotta do the work.
1: <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I feel like at this point, we gotta like see, make bets about how soon in the episode we're gonna say that doing yeah. the work is important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like at this point, like... <laughs> uh, but anyways, I, I definitely am someone who gets the holiday blues. I feel like it, it's it's one of those things, like similar to the birthday blues, which we had talked about. I, I get the birthday blues. Um, so I'm like, Oh, here comes that time of year where I'm like, can we just like skip the whole freaking season? Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I'm just like, Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Just gotta get through it. For, for me, I agree 100% with Sasha. I think the holidays just trigger our emotions. Um, and I think like, you know, similar to what she said, if you're already dealing with some sort of like mental health concern, it just kind of exacerbates it a little bit further because, you know, this is a time where people should be, should be, quote unquote, right, happy and connecting with family and friends and celebrating. And then we see these Hallmark movies, like the commercialization Ugh. of the holidays. It's like, and we're going to wake up um, at 6 a.m. on Christmas Day and the kids are, you know, we're going to have like <sighs> hot cocoa while the kids open the gifts and, you know, like it's... <laughs> We buy into it
0: so much. Absolutely. And you know what's so funny? Like, I know that this shit doesn't exist, but it's like fucking emotional cutting, man. So Mm -hmm. I will stay that hour and a half because these movies are no longer than an hour and a half. And I'll fucking watch it to the end and be like, yo, my life sucks.
1: (laughs) No, but you get so swept up in it. You know, I will say for me, because of the way that I like kind of grew up, I used a lot of like I used my imagination and escapism as a like as a defense and like a coping strategy so I think that for me personally for other people it may be the same it may not I it's it's a form of escapism it's like I'm not gonna get this in my real life so like let me enjoy it in this movie like let me get swept up in it because this is the closest to that that I'm ever gonna get which you know I'm I any defense mechanism has its purpose so I definitely get it, but I think we also do need to f- find that balance of being mindful about like what these defense mechanisms do to us in the sh- in the long term about setting very unrealistic expectations because for me I think that's a big reason why uh, the holidays are challenging. I think we have high hopes for the season, similar to like what I said for the birthday um episode like we're like uh, the birthday is gonna be this big celebration and all our friends are gonna come together we're gonna get these gifts and I feel like the holiday season is the same and I think that no matter especially uh here in America Everywhere you go, like there's like Christmas trees and lights yeah. and ho- holiday sales and all of the like emails um, and you see like kids commercials for like these crazy expensive like gifts and you know like we get drops yeah. of like iPhones around this time and you know like yeah. all of these things and I and I will say for once this he- this season hits I do start to feel like a little bit of dread I'm not gonna lie I'm like oh here we go again. I really start to feel like this sense of desperation. I'm like, can this just be over, please? Like, can someone give me a control, like a remote control, fast forward? And I think, you know, like, it's just, it's again, of course, you know, especially with the end, end of the year when we're talking about New Year's, it is a time for reflection, right? Because a lot of like, you know, TV shows or things like that, or pod- even podcasts and stuff like that. It's a time for like reflection and like what are the New Year's resolutions that you want to do. So it kind of makes you think like what didn't I accomplish this year? What are the things that I'm still struggling with? And that's kind of like what it reminds me of. Mm. And you know, like it's like okay, like I wish I had a partner during this time because it's all you know, like especially with these movies, it's like are people either fall in love during this time or it brings them closer together. You want to make sure that. You you have like that supportive family, If you don't have the finances to like keep up with the consumerism and the capitalism of this time, that could also be brought up. Yeah. And I think it's just something where you want to feel that magical joy of the holidays. But if you don't have access to that, it can really be putting your face in a way that makes it hard to deal with emotionally.
0: Okay, so you touch on so many different things, so I'm going to try and, like, hit these different points. (laughs) First of all, I just want to give a little bit, a little story of how, yo, I dread the holidays. And it's funny because I had a boyfriend for 10 years. Um, So it's not like, so you talk about partnership, right? And it, it, these are things that we think we want. And I'm not saying that you don't want it, but if you don't have it the right way, yeah, that's just going to still, and I mean the right way as in if it, it it's you, it's good for you, it's healthy, mm-hmm. it's loving, right? That shit's going to still get you down, let me tell you. Because I still, I hated the holidays my whole fucking life. Not my whole fucking life. I was excited when I was little, but whatever. Neither here nor there. I remember being with my partner and just feeling very empty inside. Mm. It, 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 there was this expectation of, oh, I'm going to, Do this to him and do that and it's going to be so nice. It it never was. It never lived up to that expectation. That's one. Mm -hmm. Two, when I didn't have a partner and I was like hella single for four years straight, I remember working all the time. And, yo, when I tell you that in restaurants they pay you double to work the holiday shifts, I was like, I'm fucking on it. New Year's Day, yo, I was like celebrating it in my mind. It's the most loneliest day. It's always dreary. It's always like... It just feels like nobody's outside. The world is probably mm. out. And in your mind, you're like, the world is probably super happy. <laughs> and I'm not. Yo, I would opt to work on those days. And um, I remember working New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve. Um, these are just things you had to do. And it became something where it, it became my focus. Like, let me just get this shift done with. And mm. boom, holiday season over. Thank almighty God. But then the most fucked up part is like, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like the, the 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 culture we live in jabbing at us a little bit. Two months later, it's fucking Valentine's Day, and then it's mm. officially over. It's like, oh, it's over. But let me just give you one more punch in the fucking gut. <laughs> right.
1: Like once you once you think like okay, like this roller coaster ride is over, psych. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, that's so true. That's so true. I forgot about Valentine's
0: Day. I think that the reason that we have all these behavioral patterns and the way of thinking and adjusting, at least particularly for me, and you, you touch on it as well, too, with the Hallmark movies, is because the culture that we live in sets these expectations up for us that are very unrealistic. So it's so interesting to me because you spoke on your escapism and just kind of like avoiding or just what your defense mechanisms. But then we escape to this world that we think is actually possible. Mm. And I, I actually just want to question that because is that really possible? Like you really think about the culture of the holiday season and why we dread it so much. I wonder if there's anyone who doesn't dread it and I wonder what they look like. And and yes, I'm talking about people who have privilege and people who are affluent and they're able to celebrate it the way capitalism was has marketed the holiday season like i just think about at least for me i can't speak on any other holidays but think about christmas right because this is what i celebrate the idea of christmas especially in the latinx community we celebrate christmas eve because that's when niño jesus was born um mm-hmm. and we celebrate it right he's god's child we open up the gifts at 12 a.m because this is birthday and you know how we love birthdays um but what it looks like here is We're told a fat white man comes into our houses and gives out gifts because we were, quote-unquote, well-behaved the whole year. First of all, the way we know Santa Claus to be is a character that has been, I guess, capitalized by Coca-Cola, right? Yes, there was a St. Nicholas, and there's a whole story behind that uh, within the, I think he was like a saint in the Catholic community. I don't know it too well, my bad. Um, But for me, when I think of... Santa, I think he's, and especially Coca-Cola, you know, he is the symbol of capitalism, right? And then you think of the story of, like, okay, kitties, work hard, and then, or be well-behaved, and that's working hard for them, and then you're going to reap the reward at the end of the year. That's also capitalism, right? So, like, you think about what that does to your sense of self, and especially us, people who do come from immigrant families who, who don't have access to a lot of things. And we're out here busting our asses for fucking $12 a, an hour, right? Mm-hmm. What kind of Christmas can we have or what kind of holiday season can we have that's going to match what we're seeing in these movies or what right. we're seeing in media? You know, it makes me think about how my mom busted her ass, right, to get what we needed. And I always saw that and I was always grateful for what she gave us. But then you also think, well if I was better, maybe we didn't work hard enough, right? There's this idea of like, pick yourself up from the bootstraps within this holiday season. And it's like, if you didn't do it, then this is why you don't get it. That's what capitalism does. It excludes people. It excludes a certain group of people. Um, And it isn't made for everyone.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think that that's also a big stressor for adults. And I think like kids kind of I feel like kids then kind of have to sometimes reconcile it for themselves, especially if the adults feel, have a lot of feelings. Like let's say, you know, like your kid does want like the latest game console and you obviously can't afford it. Also, I feel like capitalism, you know what, what's something that I've also noticed? A lot of things that are popular come in limited editions. So not only is it already Mm. expensive to buy, it's also really challenging to get A hold of, and I think that that's also part of the capitalistic, like consumeristic society that we live in. So I feel like that is a big stressor for for parents. And I do like I I can't imagine like having that that burden on top of like all of the family traditions, and you have to make dinner and and the decorations and the tree and all of those things to kind of have to then uh, not be able to afford to get your children uh, what they want. And what does that You know, like, uh, on top of, like, all of the things that we've said to then have to deal with that emotional uh, burden. I think also, you know, we've associated getting big, fancy things, like, what we see on social media. Like, I know, like, around the holidays, like, Christmas, I avoid Instagram, like, the fucking plague. Because I'm like, here, you know, like, here's someone who got a car for the holidays. They got all of these, like, cool laptops and the PS5 mm. and all of those things. It feels like the the bigger, the better, like, the more extravagant, the bigger the reveal, the better. And I think also, like, other things that, you know, when we're th- talking about finances is, like, traveling during the holidays is really expensive so if you don't live near your family it could be really difficult to um, go back to see them like you know like to get on a plane and things like that or, or just then if you, you give in to the consumerism and the capitalistic nature of it all, then you have a credit card bill that you're going to be paying till next fucking Christmas. Like, yeah. you know, like paying off whatever the hell it is that you bought. And that also adds stressors on the back end that maybe are unforeseen. Because now not only were you dealing with the feelings around wanting to live up to these holiday expectations, now you have debt that carries into the new year. And that's another stressor in and of itself.
0: Oh my God. First of all, debt is like that that punishment that's just waiting for you. Like it's like in the back of your mind. And and yo, God bless those people who know how to live with that, uh, who say they know how to live with that. That's just my opinion. That gives you so much anxiety. I think what you're talking about reminds me of like the triggers of why we actually get sad during the holiday season, right? So you spoke on family, you spoke on money. Um, I remember when I was little, my mom, she single mother, She would work doubles, especially during the holidays Mm. because she was a waitress. And I was alone a lot of the time, which is why now, even Mm. if I have people around me, like that loneliness still lives in me. Like, I think the holiday reminds me of that. Yeah. I was alone with my brother the whole day. Right. And then she would come and, yo, God bless her soul. Because I know that I know that our parents didn't. And this is just a side note. I know that our parents may not have done the best for our emotional well-being. But I see how hard some of these, some of our parents are trying and we got to give them credit for that. Um, oh, I'm getting emotional.
1: Yeah. I think that's a double edged sword though, because I feel like your mom's working these, these double shifts to get you the gifts you want to fit yeah, into this, so like, fucked. you know, like into this, this like oh, I'm my kids, all these gifts. Right. Exactly. This model of what the holidays should be. And then again, similar to like, you know, getting in debt on the back end, then she's creating another issue, which is now like her kids feel like they don't get to spend time with their parent. Like, you know, in your little mind, you're like, oh, like she doesn't love me or I'm not good enough to spend time with. And that's not even the case. But like, you know, like as a kid, sometimes you don't, you don't have the, you don't know that you don't understand that.
0: Exactly. You know, it reminds me of a a time where she actually found three thousand dollars in like a brown paper bag probably someone's drug money like let's just be real here she found it (laughs) right next i guess someone dropped it and you know that was that was the happiest i had ever seen her during christmas uh Mm. because she was able to give to us um right and, you know, you don't recognize it as a kid. You just I know that I got that spinning Barbie. I don't know if anyone knows what the fuck I'm talking about. It was a Barbie. Is it I'm the, like the a little... oh,
1: yes, that she had, like, the little wings, and you kind of, yes. like, pressed it, and she would spin, and then she would fly up in the air. Yes. I know yes. what you're talking I... about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was a Barbie girl.
1: Uh,
0: so <laughs> I got that for Christmas, and my brother got, like, the Nintendo 64 had just came out. I remember her wow. happiness. 3000 dollars boo. Like I mean, yo. yeah, no,
1: I get it. But I was like, yo, your your brother got the gift. <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah. This is
0: ninety-six, I think. So imagine with three thousand dollars. Oh, did.
1: that goes, yeah, that went far. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it it's so sad that we need money to have a good Christmas. Mm-hmm.
1: Outside of the whole uh money piece, uh, because I think for me now, I, I think I just don't like it's I hate when people ask me what I want and I think this goes back probably to the whole taking space episode because I'm like I don't know what the fuck I want I've never had choice um but usually (laughs) around the holidays I'm not always so much pressed for gifts themselves I think for me it really is about feeling uh lonely and I've you know like in terms of spending time with family during the holidays like my family Always does something, right? Like, and I'm talking about like my, my, on my mom's side, like my extended family, they always do something. So there's always someone's house to go to. There's always food on the table. But I remember I, I'm going to say maybe like Christmas 2016 or 2017, I stopped spending time with my family and I actually started spending holidays alone because I felt like I would go to these family functions and celebrations and I still felt like I was alone so I was like you know what like instead of Mm -hmm. having to put up a front and pretend and be asked all these questions about my life and watching everyone else have a good time or maybe pretending to have a good time like I'd rather just be by myself because I already feel really lonely like I don't feel connected to anyone which is a result of like my trauma. So I, I think that for me, I will say like the isolation piece or the loneliness piece is the bigger factor for me um, outside of the gifts. Cause I think like, it just feels so much bigger. And it's like I, I think like at some point, I'm like, no gift is going to fill this gap. And I think I like now as an adult, mm. I, I know that. So I don't think I get caught up in that piece, but I know that I've sp- literally spent holidays alone. Because I was like, I already feel like I'm alone with these people. So might as well at least be able to be in the privacy of my own home and not have to pretend and do all of that.
0: Mm. Okay. Just to break it down for the audience, if you haven't realized, we are talking about triggers for the holidays. So Mm -hmm. I just spoke on money. Crystal just touched on family. And it's, it's interesting, right? Because we're, like I said, our parents are doing the best we can. But, like, if you have been listening to us and you've been listening to different episodes, I think um, you'll recognize that, obviously, family and parents have a lot to do with how you feel moving, like, just basically your whole life, right? So, think of the holidays as a trigger. So, these things are going to kind of rehash themselves. Um, There's so many different ways to look at the idea of family and why family will trigger you throughout the holiday season, for me, it's like when you don't come from a loving family, because this is the reality mm-hmm. for a lot of people, uh, when your parents are just always at work trying to give you a better life. But then, like you said, it does something to you, even though they don't mean to. When your family is broken, right? Think of like family dynamics and dysfunction. You, It's so weird because like you want to lean into them. But then you're like kind of like what you said, like, well, fuck this shit, because I feel like shit with or without them. So it's kind of like a, a catch 22, right? Um Again, when your family doesn't look like the family on TV that is celebrating and being all happy and, you know, which I don't even think that that's something that really exists if the families are privileged and have money. I think that takes work. Or this is a big piece for me, and I don't know why this, this hurts my heart, because I've never witnessed this. I guess I have it a little bit when you can't be with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot about the immigrants in this country who have left family yeah. behind. This is a time where they're constantly being reminded of what they don't have. Their community, their sense of love. And then you have to work and then maybe you have your own family here, but you're trying to maintain something when your cup also isn't being filled, right? When your right. family is back at home. And you know, my heart hurts thinking about it because these are the people I grew up around, right? Like I grew up in Jackson Heights, Queens, and like I see, I've seen a lot of immigrants just, like, get drunk, fall asleep on the the sidewalks, um, you know, like, and, and yes, a lot of them are Mexican. A lot of them are Central American and probably illegal here and having to work shifts at a restaurant and, and then coming home to who, right? Um, yo, this shit is depressing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that a lot of times, like, for anyone who can't travel to go back to see their family, it is rough and you don't, like, you miss them all year round and then, yeah, like when you see everyone else um, having those experiences, it it can be difficult. And I would say like, even for those of us who do have the opportunity to be with family, I think sometimes relatives rehash like old arguments or bring up past mistakes, like they guilt trip you about like past decisions or ridicule you or make fun of you for the things you've done Mm. or not done. And sometimes, you know, like, it's like, okay, like I have the family, but then like now I got to deal with these things, or you know, like relatives who put pressure on you about the future. Like for me, it's like, when are you gonna find a partner? You, you know, like, are you gonna be an old maid? Like, like that's oh, it. Like, no. I know, no, I know that, but it's just like you know, like here we go again with these fucking questions, and everybody asks you the same question, right? Because everyone's talking to you in private, like, like this shit is like some sort of shameful ass. Like, oh, like she's so single. Like, ooh, mm. you know, like it's this thing. I think that there's, you know, like to to Sasha's earlier point, like parents who are abusive have poor boundaries or narcissistic. Um, and it could be hard to think about like, oh, I got to go back to that, especially like if you've worked hard to escape that dynamic or worse, I mean, better for you, but worse sometimes when you've done the work to heal your shit and then you, have, you feel like, oh, like, do I have to go back? to this it almost feels like going into a time machine to like relive the past and uh that can be uh difficult and I find sometimes again this is for me like personally I don't advise this to anyone I'm just like I'd rather be by myself like no thank you more I, sp- I feel like now to um like family that doesn't agree with political views I feel like that's been something especially since 2016 um obviously with the Trump administration I think that there was a lot of division um amongst families in terms of like what their political beliefs were not that it wasn't something in the past but kind of feels like it got exacerbated. And I feel like COVID has changed a lot of things as well in terms of safety, right? Like, you know, maybe some of your family isn't vaccinated or thinks that COVID is a hoax or Mm. doesn't take the proper safety precautions that you would need in order for you to feel safe to spend time during the holidays. But, you know, we also lost a lot of people. Um, during COVID. So, you know, this might be your first or your second holiday season without that loved one that you lost due to this virus. So it can be challenging to deal with that grief and loss because it's been a traumatic year and a half, almost two years soon.
0: Absolutely. And I love the fact that you brought up, you know, what we're living through now because like I think ultimately what we've been speaking about are the things that usually come up, Right. Now we you know and and i and I think I find that we say this often, but I do want to remind people out there, yo, we're still in a pandemic, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is doing something to your sense of self. I was on the train yesterday, and I had my mask on, and it's so weird now the mask feels like a part of me. I don't even recognize I have it on my face anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even phase me. um I don't know, it's just like it kind of feels like this like post apocalyptic movie that I'm living in. You know, like these like you, you I used to see these like very like 90s movies where like peop- these drastic things would happen and I don't know, we're just living through a traumatic time and now we're supposed to be happy because the holiday season's approaching and how do you manage those two? How do you put attention on both without allowing that dissonance to give you anxiety um without completely avoiding or rejecting the other one or the other, right? Just so you can be able to cope like we're going through a time where like emotionally we have so much to manage and now the holiday season is here and it's a lot it's a lot to deal with and i just wanna i guess look at me being community-based i I just want to like give us all credit for getting through this time so really quickly speaking about other factors that might add on to the holiday blues I just want to point out, especially for my fellow New Yorkers and the people who live in the northeast region of the U.S., there's something that happens in the fall and in the winter to a lot of us, actually. Um, It's called SAD, and it's called Seasonal Affective Disorder. This is a time where um, you're feeling a little more depressed, basically almost nearly every day. You lose interest in activities you once enjoyed. You have low energy. Problems with sleeping start happening. You experience changes in your appetite or your weight. You just don't feel motivated, difficulty concentrating. You feel hopeless, worthless, or guilty more often than not. And you may be having frequent thoughts of death or suicide. Um, Please get help. There are hotlines, numbers you can call, people you can reach out to. If that's you, please know that you're not alone. And I don't think that this is necessarily something that I'm attributing to the holiday season as part of a package. What I'm trying to say is that there's so many different things happening to us at once. The holiday season happens to fall in this time. And if you're already feeling a little more depressive, because this happens to a lot of people, and let's say you were already a little more, you had a tendency to be depressive, right? So now it's like kind of adding up, adding up, adding up. There's so many things hitting us at once around this time of year. So definitely take that into mind. I do believe in pushing forward, but I also believe in addressing your health right your mental health and like if these things are happening to you this is a big reason for you to to just kind of like stop figure out how to get help and I guess just put attention on you because this is a lot to handle
1: yeah I think this is a time definitely to give yourself some grace some compassion um and I would say uh I know that I spoke a little bit earlier about spending the holidays alone and That's my choice, and obviously anyone who also chooses to do that, that is your choice. I would say um, that's not the best choice, Um, so I say that with recognizing that it's not the best way to cope uh, during this time, Um, but I did want to just maybe even uh, give some tips, some helpful advice about things that you can do, um, and also speak about some things that have worked for me, and maybe they can work for you, so... I have spent some holidays alone, literally like on Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, things like that. But I try to fill my time with other things that are helpful. So I remember like uh, Thanksgiving 2017, I actually like volunteered with an organization and I spent a good chunk of my day with this organization. Um, it's called Dare to Be if anyone is interested. So Dare, D-A-R-E the number two and then the letter B. And that they had a great um, opportunities. We did like the little holiday party for like families and it felt like a party. And I know that um, that was really helpful for me because even though I didn't spend time with my family, I did spend time with other people and I gave back in a meaningful way. So I think that if um, you're looking for alternatives, like finding volunteer opportunities or you know, um, creating maybe uh, holiday traditions with friends or other people who who have similar experiences where maybe you create your own like little traditions and holidays and you know have like a Friendsgiving or a Friends Christmas.
0: So for me I, I think when preparing for the holidays, right? Especially now this is the time to do it if you know that you're someone who has a tendency of getting low during the holidays. That's a great way uh, because what you're saying, what you're doing is two things. You are giving back and in giving back, you're recognizing. I hate saying this because I don't want to invalidate anybody else's experience. But sometimes when you recognize that other people do have it worse, as opposed to being told, you're more likely to be grateful for the things that you do have. It's a reminder. Um, Mm -hmm. And it does that one and two. If you do, if you do like potlucks with friends or Friendsgiving or, you know, you, you make your social circle your go-to mm-hmm. you're making it what you want essentially right. you're making the holidays you're saying you're taking back that 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 idea that we spoke about with regards to like capitalism the culture of the holidays and you say no fuck that i'm gonna make it what i want um mm-hmm. i don't necessarily have to do it with my family but i can do it with the family that i choose which i love uh, because i think that that's part of recognizing your power of choice and your sense of autonomy and, and like going out there and creating um, a better life for yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I would say like something that's been helpful for me in the past, um, I haven't done it in a while, but kind of uh, relates to to creating new traditions. Like I know that sometimes spending time with my extended family that I don't feel connected to doesn't feel great, but I did want to spend time with my mom and my sister. So I know that a couple of holiday seasons, we did like girls Thanksgiving or girls Christmas where, you know, even though my like, I would be on my own, like let's say like on Christmas Eve or on Thanksgiving, like I knew that that weekend we were going to have like our own celebration, just the four of us. And that felt good to me. So um, it's not exactly, uh, I guess, what you've pictured, but it's another good way to kind of create your own new tradition. So we would have our own little like Thanksgiving dinner, just the four of us, or we would go out and we, you know, one Christmas we got like our nails done, and we just walked around, and we ate at a mm. restaurant. That was the compromise that they made for me, um, because they did want to spend time with me, but I, I, I wanted to be very boundaryed and very sh- clear that I didn't want to spend time with my extended family. So that was me creating the holiday that I wanted to do for myself. So on the actual day of the holiday, even though I was alone. I was very intentional about one, either volunteering or two, creating a day for myself that felt emotionally safe. Um, Mm -hmm. So some things you could do, like coloring books, you watch movies, binge your favorite TV show. Um, I would get like my favorite holiday food. So I would treat myself um, on that day and like order the things that I would normally not order at the restaurant because I'm like, oh, I don't want to spend all that money. Uh, Mm, (laughs) I would get my rest or... If for whatever reason you you do want to talk to your family on that day, maybe set up a time to do a Zoom or FaceTime call maybe before people like Mm -hmm. I know, like my family would head out in the evening to go to dinner. So you can always do like a phone call the day of like earlier in the day to still have that connection on the day of.
0: All right. So two things. One, I really appreciate your attention to detail because Uh I don't think that people recognize that when we're feeling low, it's really hard to get creative.
1: So Uh thank you,
0: because sometimes it feels like you have no options. And I think you gave so many options. I think that's super um, helpful. And two, when you were talking about family um, and the ways you've engaged with them throughout the holidays, it made me think of the people who do deal with their family. Uh And uh, my advice to them is adjust your expectations Uh because, you know, there's nothing wrong with just kind of eliminating yourself actually opting out if you want to is actually really healthy Mm -hmm. contrary to what uh, Crystal said like it may not be the healthiest for you but you have to know what's good for you right but if you're going to engage with your family like so I've always been somebody who I don't know I've always tried very hard with my family like I know that for a long time they've disappointed me and like I've always been aware of these things and I just keep going back like (laughs) (laughs) keep going back but um yo but it's so worth it to me because now that i'm older and i'm finally starting to and i also i had to do growing too right i was angry and Mm -hmm. i was projecting and there were so many different things going on but i also think that my mom has done work and if you're in that similar position where it's not quite where you want it to be but there's still a lot of love and you still want to engage You've mm-hmm. got to adjust your expectations, right? You have to understand family dynamics. You have to understand that. You know what, mommy? I love you. And this is this is personal. You may not believe in what I do, but I know it works. And this is my bottom line. And we're not even going to talk about it. How about that? Right? We're not going to touch on topics like religion. We're not going to touch on the, the, the things that, you know, trigger you or get you angry. And if it happens, set yourself up with little coping mechanisms, right? Like I mm-hmm. do this thing with my mom. It's so funny. I love her and I obviously fight with her all the time. Um, Where she'll be triggering the shit out of me because she she gets very agitated when things don't go her way. And it's so funny Mm because I have the same defense mechanism, which is why it probably triggers me. (laughs) Because I don't like it. I don't like seeing it and I don't like that part of myself. But I just kind of like remove myself. I say, okay. (sighs) I take a deep breath. I'm like, I look at this lady and I remind myself why I love her, why I'm here. You know, like I think that doing a little prep work prior to so, you have safeguards with the tr- the people and the triggers and the way that they trigger you is extremely helpful,
1: absolutely. I was actually just about to say that. I would say, like try to identify what are the hot topics. like what are the mm. things you know are gonna are yeah. gonna get to you? And sometimes it's good to have like a preset and 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 I'm very. I, maybe this is the planner in me. Don't don't go into situations without being prepared. So if you know that there's certain hot topics, then either have like a set response that you're going to have. Like, you know, like Sasha, this is what works for me. I know that you under, you don't understand it and how it benefits me, but I know that it benefits me. And that's like the end of the story. Kind of like have what you want to say ready or if something comes up, say like, oh, like I actually have to go to the restroom or, you know, actually um, it's getting a little hot in here. I'm going to take a walk around the block, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of having something in place that, you know, is going to work for you so that you don't get swept up into things that you don't want to um, do or, you know, like even practice with a friend. Do like a little role play or something like that where you're yeah. like, okay, like, let me prepare myself. Um, make sure that you, you know, similar to Sasha said, like, know what your boundaries are. Once it's like, know what you're going to say no to. And that's even like pre the holiday, like the day of, like, especially if you have a lot of expectations, <laughs> like, you, you know, like, it's like, okay, like, you're going to go get the turkey and you're going to do this and you're going to like buy all of the decorations and you. I outline what, like, you know it's going to come your way and what you will say yes to and what you will say no to. And even if you have those conversations prior to the holiday starting so that it doesn't become, like, a last-minute mm-hmm. issue, um, be just very mindful of it. I, I, I know it sucks to plan ahead sometimes because then it's, like, shoot, Mm -hmm. I got to think about these things before they even happen. And it feels like it may prolong the feelings of stress. But Mm -hmm. if you do the work to prepare ahead of time, it could reduce the stress the day of.
0: Putting work in to establish patterns that we weren't given or taught when we were little that are healthy is not negative. It doesn't feel like it's positive but eventually it gets better and essentially what you're talking about krista what i'm talking about too is boundaries mm-hmm. right you don't have a good time with your family probably because there are lack of boundaries right mm-hmm. and they trigger you and like it so you have every right to <clears throat> take up space there we go again <laughs> with that term um and create boundaries right like and say no this is where i'm going to stand um because if you just go into it without any kind of preparation you're gonna fall into those dynamics again where you're expecting Mm -hmm. your mother to be perfect well i'm talking about me where i'm expecting my mom (laughs) 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 i'm expecting my mom to be perfect and loving and the mom that i want and i've always desired no like that's so you know einstein said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over Mm -hmm. and over again looking for a different result
1: yep thank you (laughs) absolutely i would also say uh prepare a budget for yourself like i'm very good with getting creative about uh finding the finding alternatives so like if you know your family's struggling financially and you don't want to get a gift for every single person do a secret santa and everyone gets Mm. one gift and you don't have to spend all of that money and like oh everybody paid for this (laughs) y'all (laughs) You're so good. (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, like maybe do a family gift where like if you know like this particular person, you want to get them that that specific thing, like everyone chips in, everyone chips in a little bit for it, um, throughout the year. And like the gift is from everybody. Right. So like always try to come up with alternatives. Don't feel like you have to have all that pressure on yourself to do those specific things. And also like there's, um, organizations that, especially for low income families where you can get free gifts for, for your family, like dare to be is one of those organizations. Or doing a potluck style, like the dinner. Because dinner can also get expensive, too. When you think about, Absolutely. like, the bernil and the lasagna. And, and I, yeah. I mean, those are those are staples <laughs> in our Latinx household.
0: Uh, so you talked about, like, everyone pitching in. Ah, that's community gifts, right? Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Like, I, I have been asking for community gifts. Specifically on my birthday. I don't ask for anything for Christmas. Because I don't care for it. Family is more important to me. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, that's a thing. And, you know, like, we don't. How come we don't advertise? How come that doesn't get advertised, right? Like, yo, I want to make, I want to start that trend. Like, let's all <laughs> let's start making community out here, right? Like, just community in general.
1: mm mm-hmm. Absolutely. I will consult your community for, <laughs> like, what we're we doing for Sasha this year. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit everybody up on Instagram. Uh, the other thing I will say is, I definitely know now. I'm, I'm a little bit better at managing. The holidays, because I've done a lot of prep work with my therapist in the past. So I would say, like, if you know that this is a difficult time, start having those conversations now. It's the beginning of November. It seems early, but it's never too early to start unpacking and processing those feelings. Um, I know that. Mm-hmm. It, c- it can feel overwhelming and there's a lot of layers there, especially with family, capitalism. Like, you know, we talked about all of the factors that we have to deal with around this time. So take the time to unpack all of those things in the way that feels yes. helpful and meaningful to you and definitely implement some coping strategies. Journaling, meditating, talking with a friend, um, having an emergency like plan with your therapist, or maybe like the day after or a couple of days after the holidays, you set up another session with your therapist to kind of like unpack yeah. what happened then. So make sure that you are prioritizing your mental health um, and your self care. As much as possible, it's never too early to start preparing or it's never too much to, to do all of these things that you need to do to take care of yourself.
0: We live in a world where it's very black and white. It's either this or that. You don't necessarily have to have the holidays the way it's being sold to us. You can pick and choose what you like. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I don't know why. I think it's so the whole uh, well, we should do that. The window display on 34th Street in Macy's. I fucking love it. It's the cutest thing. And it makes me happy for like five minutes. And then I'm right back to, to recognizing that this is just, it's basically like a scheme to get our money and <laughs> I can't wait till the end of the year. But in those five minutes, I'm happy and it does warm my soul and it is part of the holiday season. So, you know, you could pick and choose the parts that you like and engage with them um, while adjusting your expectations so that you don't fall deep. Mm-hmm. It's okay to enjoy hot chocolate. It's so, yo, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's something really cozy about that, right? I
1: don't know. Like some marshmallows. I, <laughs> yeah.
0: Colombian people put cheese in their hot chocolate.
1: <laughs> I still I I'm I know that it's probably good. I'm still a little hesitant to try that. Not gonna lie cuz I'm like cheese so and chocolate. How does that work? Um and I would say if you have a good friend like Sasha, I know I've spent some holidays with Sasha's family and stuff like that. Like, always, like, turn to your people. There are people who definitely love you and will support you during these times. So, shout out to the homie uh, and her family, too. But, yeah, so shout out to the homies that hold you down and love you. They're families who also support you during these difficult times or what can be difficult times. So with that said, that is our episode. We hope that this was helpful in helping you recognize what potentially can be difficult during the holidays and also helping you to prepare. Uh, We wanted to get this out like early November because of the fact that we wanted to give you time to listen to it and kind of get into place everything that you will need in order to manage this potentially very difficult time um and you know as always don't forget to connect with us on instagram and tiktok at never told us pod and if you just kind of want to like vent and talk about your experiences you can always email us at never told us pod at gmail.com
0: or dm us right Yeah, uh, i would love yeah If you're taking any of our tips and you want to take pictures and let us know, and yo, that would be so cool to see. Like, that's building community. Yes. And just like always, don't forget to come back next week so we can tell you what they never told us.